Morning, church. Good morning. Oh, that's not a new year. Good morning. Come on. Good morning. Good morning. How are you all? Good rest? Yes. Nice to see some of you back in church and uh, nice to worship the Lord. Amen. Now, we just want to also uh, thank Jem for her work for the last two weeks because uh, she was looking after all the activities after the church. Uh, she was really helpful for the church as well. So Pastor Peter also wanted to say thank you to you and thank you. Now, when I was uh, listening to the communion service, uh, when um, Bex started speaking the word, I was like, okay, that's half of my sermon is gone. You know, just um, that's the way it was. The Holy Spirit just leads us. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your wonderful presence in this place, Lord. And Lord, we thank you that this year is a year of more, more of you in our life, O oh God. And Lord, we pray, Jesus, as we, Lord, come into your presence this place, Lord, this morning, the word that's going to go out, Lord, we're going to pray that, Lord, is going to be received and going to transform, Lord. And Lord, we're going to pray that, Lord, we're going to take it out. And Lord, we're going to run with it. And Lord, be with us, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. You know, I was... So already, I was um, praying and preparing for the word, and then when I was praying and preparing, and then God says, "Year of more," and God, God also said, it's, "You have to go for more." Yes, it's the year of more, but you have to go for more. You know, as a human being, we always want more. True? Does anyone here want less? No, I don't. I don't like that. Uh, you know, we, we, when we buy, when we don't have a car, we want a car. And once we buy a car, we want a four-wheel drive, right? That's me. And if you have a four-wheel drive, then you'll be like, oh, this, this four-wheel drive is better than that one. I should buy a Hilux. I should buy a Ram. You know, we just keep going up and up. We always want more. Even in our workplaces, we want, we want promotions. We, want, we don't want to stay in the place where we started. We want to go up. We want to rise up. We all want to go up in the ladder. We all want more. In the same way, God expects us to go for more in Him. Amen? We don't want us to be just where we started our spiritual life. He just doesn't want us to be where, when we came to God, we prayed for five minutes, we prayed for ten minutes, and no, He wants more than that. He expects more relationship with us. He wants us to go further in our relationship. I just made three points, which God actually, I believe God spoke to me with three words, three keys that will help us to go further to the presence of God or further into uh, accessing the presence of God. The first one is to build the relationship with God. And it's a very important thing because sometimes we think that relationship with God is more like a very, um, how, do I, how do I put it, uh, very scary place, but it's not. I had to do all these things to get in the relationship with God. It's not. It's so easy to get into relationship with God because it's more than what we, how much we want to have relationship with God is Jesus. He wants to have relationship with us. I just wanted to say this again. The more we want to have relationship, double of that, God wants to have relationship with us. Amen? Can I hear an amen? amen? The church is quiet this morning. I love, I love loud church. Please be loud. You know, to build a relationship 
when um, they asked Pastor David or Paul Youngicho in South Korea, who has the world's biggest church, they asked him, what is your secret for your church to have so much people? Like you have 700,000 people in your church every service, and you know, that's talking about satellite churches. And he said to all the people who gathered there, it's more like pastor's uh, conference, and they asked him, How, what's the secret for it? And they said, he said, just take a note of it. The first point is prayer, and they all took note of it. And the second point is, point is prayer, and the third point is prayer. And he said, there's no shortcut to have a relationship with God. There's no shortcut. It's not how much money we give to God, nothing of that sort. God wants to have a prayer and word relationship with him. He wants, that's, that's, that's the main secret. It's so easy to have a relationship with God because prayer is not something that we speak to God. It's more he wants to speak to us. Does it make sense to you? Prayer is not something that we think that we have to take, tell everything to God and we walk out. No, it's not that. He knows everything what you need. He knows what you go through. He knows what your problems are. He knows everything of that. But what he wants is to you to come and speak to him and he wants to speak to you. How many of you know God is a very good speaker? He loves to talk. He loves to talk. If you sit in the presence of God and if you wait for God, he loves to speak. For each and every solution, so each and every things you need in your life, God will speak to you. You know, in Psalms 1 verse 2, it says, But whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. So this is the first thing. God wants us to have, his, wants us to have that love towards his word. We need to love the word. As much as we love, it's including me, as much as we love to sit and do so many extracurricular activities, he wants us to love his word. Because the word gives you the answers for a lot of things. God has got all the answers for you in the word. Amen? Can I hear an amen? amen? You know, prayer makes you strong. There's no shortcut for any answers. There's, prayer is the only way for all our answers and to strengthen our life. Hallelujah. If you're going through any problems this morning, I just want to speak a prophetical word over you. If you're going through any problems, if you're going through any confusions, if you're waiting for answers for a lot of problems for a long time, God says, just come to me. Pray, and I will give to you. There's nothing else. How much doors you're going to knock? How much people you're going to approach? No, just come to the presence of God. And he is waiting and he is ready to answer. And as much as you love God, the more and more you love God, the more and more we want to get closer to God and he will come closer to us. That's how it works. The more we spend our time with God, which is getting closer to God, and he comes closer to us, we will start hearing his voices. We start hearing the presence of God. We, sorry, we start feeling the presence of God filling us. Amen? And he wants to, for us to go more. You know, if, if you might had the presence one time, if you, if you were living your life like that one time, and you had just gone back, and you feel tired, and work took, took over, this year, God wants you to step up again. Amen? Remember, His love never changes. He's always faithful. You know, uh, they asked uh, the Bishop of Canterbury, what is the one thing that Christians struggle? And he said, people think, that when they go away from God, they think God hates them. But God loves them more at the time. 
Amen? That is the truth. God loves us more and more. He never hates. That's a deception of the devil. God loves us. In every position you are, in every situation you are, God loves us. I don't want to go away from the topic. In Mark chapter 1 verse 35 it says, uh, Mark 1.35 it says, Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. Amen? This is Jesus who is completely surrounded by people 24 hours. And what he does is he just wakes up in the morning and he just goes to a solitary place which is like there is nobody around him. I think this picture is more uh, you know, connected to me because it's like proper Israel full of rocks, you know, a kind of desert look and he would have gone to a solitary place and just had that connection with God. Why did Jesus need to do this? He is God. He could do everything. No, but you need to remember, even though Jesus Christ was in this world, he still has to pray, still has to receive the word from the Father, still has to receive the word from the uh, power from the Holy Spirit, and that's how he worked. Because he set an example for us. Amen? The same way, when we pray in the solitary, we can access every authority, every power, every ways that Jesus walked, we can access it as well. Do you understand that? Yes? Yes. What happened? Why didn't Jesus need to do this? You know, if you go, if you read the, um, all the four Gospels of Jesus Christ, it will tell you wherever Jesus prayed in solitary, prayed in nighttime, prayed in daytime, prayed in nighttime, he goes out after that, there's a big breakthrough. If you go further, you know, in, uh, down uh, that verse, if, please go home and read it. I don't, have, I don't, I don't think I have it here. No. Um, I think it's Mark chapter 1, verse 38. It says, uh, where Jesus went out after that, all the disciples and everyone went to... Uh, so 1, verse 36, I'll just read it for you. Okay, verse chapter uh, 1 verse 40, it says, Now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him, and saying to him, If you are willing, you can clean me. Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand, and touched him, and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. This is after his prayer. It did not happen. Jesus woke up from sleep. Somebody was standing up there, and he put his hand. No. What happens is Jesus goes in the morning and prays and receives What's going to happen for the day? He was received with the word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and revelationary knowledge, all the gifts that is going to operate in him. He goes to the Father and receives all the secrets from the Father. He accesses everything from the Father and he goes and he meets this guy and he gets healed. This is what we all are gifted with. Amen? When we spend that time in God, when we spend that time, alone time, a solitary time with Jesus Christ, he will reveal all the things, all the knowledge, all the wisdom. He will just speak to you. And those who run with it can succeed. You know, that's, that's the main part of that. You know, Jesus Christ moved in the fruit of the Spirit because he had that relationship with his Father. Amen? Is it very complicated? Because you all sound very, very low. <laughs> it's very easy. The main thing is the time. 
we have to we have to spend some time we have to get in the come into the discipline of spending that solitary time with god because he wants to spend that time it's not an option for us it's not some duty or some regulatory thing that religious thing we need to do it's 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 the love is the relationship that god wants to create between you and him and that's what jesus really loves from us in luke chapter 6 verse 12 it says now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to god and verse 17 it says and he came down with them and stood at a, on a level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all judea and jerusalem and from the sea coast of tyre and sidon who came to hear him and be healed of the diseases as well as those who were tormented with unclean excuse me with unclean spirits and they were healed and the whole multitude sought to touch him for power went out from him and healed them all this is because of the prayer jesus prayed that night there was a breakthrough there was a healing there was a miracle and you are blessed and anointed with that when you walk when you walk and pray for people they'll be healed amen, amen. come on amen. believe it i i'm telling you you pray when you have the relationship with god and when you go out it can be your family members it can be people who are working with you it can be your friends it can be your spouse your you know uh, your, your siblings anyone they don't even need to believe it because the power that is in you that goes out and there'll be there'll be a breakthrough in that place amen do you believe that and god wants to give that in this year he wants us to access that in this year in first thessalonians 5 16 was 18 it says rejoice always sorry it's it says rejoice always pray without ceasing in everything give thanks for this is the will of god in christ jesus for you rejoice always and pray without ceasing god wants us to rejoice while we pray rejoice in his love rejoice in his presence he wants us to come how can we be without how can we you know pray it says pray without ceasing it's it's the connection the heart connection that we need to have with god you can just walk and you just talk in in the natural in the supernatural when you're walking when you're driving god can talk to you when we have that connection with the relationship with jesus christ so the first point is i we, you, we need to build that relationship with god we need to start building the relationship if you had built relationship before this is the time for you to start building the relationship again amen amen, amen. come on church can you say amen, amen. you know it's it's really amazing because jesus has given the authority to access everything what he did not only what he did but more than what he has done in this world he wants us to access that he loves that he wants us to be that kind of people he doesn't want us to be people who are fearful he doesn't want us to be people who think that you know we we are scared of devil no because he has paid the price for us he has paid the price for us to enjoy all this freedom all this power all this anointing of god on that note we're going to go to the next one receiving the anointing the second 
thing that we need to go for in this year is receive his anointing. It's so important that we receive his anointing. In Hebrew, it says receiving anointing means completely covered with the oil. That's what anointing means in, in Hebrew. You know, but I just want to speak about um, Second Kings. If you have your Bible, please turn with me. Second Kings chapter 2, verse 3. So this is about um, Elisha and Eli Elijah and Elisha. So Elijah, it's time for Elijah to, uh, to be taken up. Uh, God has told him that he's going to be taken up. And everyone in his 50 of the disciples uh, in the school of prophets know that uh, Elijah is going to be taken up. So what's happening here is they all know now the sons of the prophets who were at Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that the Lord will take you away your master from over you today? And he, he said, Yes, I know. Keep silent. Right? The thing is, all of them know that he's going to be taken up. But only one person wanted the anointing. That is Elisha. Right? There was 50 of them, but who wanted the anointing? Elisha. And what Elisha did is, we'll just, I'm just going to turn our Bibles to 2 Kings chapter 2 verse. Uh, I'm going to say, so when, what's happening is, so Elijah is going to ascend to heaven, and uh, the chariot is going to come and going to take him. And Elisha knows this as well. So, but he, every time Elisha wants to walk with Elijah, Elijah tries to avoid him. It's like, I'm just going to go. It says, Elijah said to him, but Elisha said, as the Lord lives and as the soul lives, I will not leave you. So you went to, uh, they went down to Bethel. All right. And the next thing is, then Elijah said to him, Elisha, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho, onto Jericho. As the, uh, and then he says, no, I will, with you, I will come with you. So they go to Jericho. And then, do you know, uh, and then they come to the, uh, and then Elijah said to him, stay here, please. The Lord has sent me to the Jordan. And then they walked to Jordan. And then they walked everywhere. And then they came. Now Elijah took his mantle, rolled it up, and struck the water, and was divided this way. And that's so that the two of them crossed over on dry ground. And so it was, when they had crossed over, Elijah said to Elisha, ask, what may I do for you before I am taken away from you? Elisha said, Please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he said, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. Then it happened as they continued on and talked, that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up with the whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it and he carried out, my father, my father. He cried out, sorry. My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and his horsemen. So he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes and tore them into two pieces. He also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from heaven and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. That he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And the water divided. It's so important. You know, it's so amazing because 
to even access that anointing, he has to keep on walking because Elijah just pushing, pushing him away. They walked miles and miles. Bethel and uh, Jericho is not nearby, right? They walked so many miles. So they keep on walking. But Elisha knows there is an anointing. There is anointing in this man. I have to receive that anointing. So does 50 of them. But none of them wanted that anointing. But what God, Jesus Christ, has got for us is the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the anointing that's been given to all of us. We can access that anointing that's been resting upon Jesus Christ. Amen? God has got different anointing for everyone. But we need to receive it. Because the Bible says he has, prom he has received the promise from the Father that he will send the Holy Spirit to this earth. And we all can have access to the anointing. Jesus wants us to walk in the anointing. Amen? Hallelujah. The anointing is so important. Every one of you need to find out what your anointing is. What God has given you. That comes, again, from the relationship, building the relationship with God. It's all interconnected. When I was doing the sermon, I just found out it's all interconnected. When we stay and spend time with God, you'll know how God has anointed us. In what ways God has anointed it. What is the anointing in us? So it's so important. We need to spend that time with God as well. And the next one is uh, John chapter 14. It says, Most assuredly I say to you, He who believes in me, the work that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do. Because I go to my Father. And 1 John 2.20 it says, But you have anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. So when we receive this anointing, this is, what, this is the promise of God. It says, most assuredly, it's not God says, yes, this or that. He says, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I will do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. Because he goes to my Father, the Father has sent the Holy Spirit for us. Amen? So remember, you are more than capable of doing what Jesus done in this world. And you're called to do it. Amen? You're called to preach the gospel. You're called to heal the sick. But that needs that price. You know, salvation is free. If you ask any man of God, great man of God, they'll say, salvation is free. But anointing is not free. We need to pay the price for it. The price is spending the time with God. Once we spend that, we can go to the next level. God does not always want us to be as a babes in our, in our uh, spiritual life. He wants us to get mature. And once you spend that time with God, God will keep on teaching us. And He will make you grow. He will make you grow. You will be wondered, you'll be surprised by yourself how much God is using you. Because that's what Jesus has promised us. And he will lift your name. And it says in First um, Corinthians, uh, sorry. But the anointing which you received, I don't have it here. First John 2 verse 27. Is there, yeah. But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. And you do not need that anyone to teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true, and is not a lie. And just as it has taught you, 
you will abide in him. The anointing we are speaking here is Holy Spirit. He will teach you. Once we receive the Holy Spirit, once we completely uh, receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit, he will teach you what to do. He will teach you which areas you need to move on. He will teach you where you need to go, where you should not go. What you need to do, what you should not do. Where there is a breakthrough that God wants to bring through you. And this is what God wants. God wants you to receive that anointing. God wants us to move in that anointing as well. There's no point we receive it and just keep it quiet. If Jesus, Jesus knows, imagine this way, if Jesus knows he's the Messiah, and if he wouldn't have gone out and done anything, we wouldn't have a Messiah. He went out, he preached, and he worked. He, he expressed the love of God. Amen? He abides in you. This is the main thing. We need to understand this morning. He abides in every one of us this morning. Can we say abides in me? Jesus abides in me. You believe that? Hallelujah. Looks very serious. So once we receive the anointing, how, what, what is the next step? And it says to leave to operate in the fullness of the Spirit. There's different ways we can operate in the fullness of the Spirit. The way the fullness of the Spirit is expressed is through our fruits. When we say fullness of the Spirit, it's like when we're completely filled with the Holy Spirit. The way we are expressed is by two ways. One is through the spirits and the gifts. Right? That's the way the fullness of the Spirit operates. The best person to understand this is Stephen. Stephen in the Bible. When people try to throw, uh, kill him, throw the stones at him, he prayed the prayer which Jesus prayed on the cross. Lord, forgive them as they do not know what they are doing. You know, it's very important, there is a very important thing happening in here. Because the person who is guarding all the clothes and the, and the thongs and the shoes of people who are throwing the stones is who? Do you know who that is? Soul. And he is interceding for soul as well. Remember, soul went on to become a great man of God. Prayers. It's because of Stephen's fruit, the love of God that was in him. Because Bible says Stephen was full of spirit. He was full of spirit, which is operating the fullness of God. So he showed the love of God. He, he stood up uh, in the chamber of uh, all the high priests, but yet he did not compromise what God has called him for. He just spoke the truth of God. He spoke the gospel of God. He's, he started from Abraham and went all the way. And then he told them, even after I preach everything, you guys are not going to listen to me. He did not compromise the gospel of God. He was full of the spirit. At the same time, he was full of love. Because he was pleading for people who was trying to kill him. Imagine if somebody is throwing stone at you. How much we how much will be able to show that love? It's very hard. But he was full of spirit. And he was operating. So the way we, the people would know that Christ is living in you and you are fully filled with the spirit is through the fruits that is coming out of us. It's not through just gifts, but fruits. Amen? 
You know, when we live a life of love, what Christ wants us to live, all other things will work in harmony. We need to work in Christ's love. It's not world love, how the world works, because the world love is you give and I give. But Christ's love doesn't work like that. Even if you don't love me, I still love you. That's the love of Christ. That's, that's how the fruit works. The fruit of God works in that way. You know, it says Jesus Christ would not have accomplished his great plan in this world without his love for his Father and us. Love worked in him and through him by the power of Father's love in him. All our speech doing works must be pleasing in him and the gifts will be blessing through God. You know, it's very important that we need to understand this, that our gifts will operate, our gifts will work when we have the love of God in us. Because we need to have, whenever Jesus, you, you read the Bible, whenever Jesus did the miracles, he had his heart moved. He had compassion. He, he had teared up for them. He cried out for them. He, didn't, he did not go and just lay the hands. He just cried. He cried for Lazarus. He cried for, you know, the people who, who are lost. He had the heart of compassion. His fruits was always expressed. And then the miracles worked. Hallelujah. You're with me, people, this morning? If you want to work, move in the Spirit of God, you need to have the fruit of the Spirit. How does the fruit of the Spirit works? When we receive the anointing. How the anointing works? When we pray. Amen? Does it make sense to you? So it's all interconnected. So it starts from prayer. And the prayer will give you the connection with God. And then you grow in the spirit of fruit of the Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit, we, how much we try to train ourselves to, to have the fruit of the Spirit wouldn't work like that. Because the fruit of the Spirit comes from the Holy Spirit. So we need to build that relationship with God. God wants those kind of people for His kingdom. Because He wants us to move into people's life. He wants to use every one of us in this place. Not to keep our gifts to ourselves, not to keep the anointing to ourselves, but to give it to others. Not for others, it's through us. Amen? He wants to do things through us. Because Jesus was a vessel for Father's love. Jesus showed how, what Father's love is to everyone in this world. It's so annoyed, it's annoyed the high priest so much because they've never seen such a love being expressed to different people. Such a love being expressed to uh, you know, people of different classes. And as soon as they see the love, they couldn't, the, the main reason the high priest went against Jesus, they could not tolerate the love he showed to everyone. And people loved him for that. People loved Jesus Christ just for that. There are three things we need to understand to operate. Um, sorry, I didn't put it up. There are three things we need to understand to operate in the fullness of the Spirit. We must be grounded and settled in love. We must have real knowledge of what love is. We need to understand what real love is. You know, um, a pa uh, one time I was listening to a um, pastor who was my friend and he said, Jenkin, people see God as they see... They, people, a lot of people see God in the way they see their fathers, their, their earthly fathers. That's where we do the mistake. Because our earthly father wants us to be good. 
wants us to be, you know, he sticks, you know, he, uh, he um, what do you say, disciplines us. And sometimes some of our fathers might not have met the needs what we needed. And we go and approach the Heavenly Father in the same way. But Heavenly Father is so different. Amen? Heavenly Father's love is so different. What He wants us to do is He wants us to show an unconditional love to you so that you can take that unconditional love and show it to others. That's how the fullness of God works. And it says, We must have a clear understanding of the word for love must manifest in word. Our love should manifest what the word says. Our love should, should, uh, should operate in a way what the word says, how Jesus walked, how Jesus taught, how Jesus lived the life. That's what God wants from us. We must also have an understanding of our, about our own spiritual ground. It's important that we need to check ourselves all the time as well. How, what is our spiritual ground? Where do we, spend, uh, where do we stand spiritually? Why is it so important to stand spiritually? We might be a good ground. We, might, we, we, we will be a good ground. We are a good ground. But remember, even in the parable, Jesus says, some gave 30, some 60, some 100. Not, not all of them are 100. But when we give our ground to Jesus Christ, he makes everything plenty. He will give 100. Amen? When we give completely yes we are good ground but when we give the hundred percentage space to god he will give plentiful through us amen we might we might try not try out of our own strength we might try out of our own you know uh, faith but just understand when you give yourself to god ask god lord you fill me and you use me for your kingdom and you use me for your uh, purpose and you will see the plentiful Hallelujah. Mark chapter 4 verse 8 it says um, right there. No. Okay. Mark chapter 4 verse 8 it says he who has ears to hear let him hear. That's, that's where the parable is. In Isaiah chapter 66 verse 1 it says the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Hallelujah. This is when the fullness of the Spirit takes over us. When we are completely filled with the presence of God, when we are completely filled with the anointing of God, we are meant to do that. We are meant to preach the good tidings to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison of those who are bound. It's not somebody who from the world can able to do it. It's us. Amen? Yet each and every one of you here has been called to do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Believe it. You are called to do it. Every one of you are called to do it. If you think yourself like, how can I do it? You are called to do it. If you believe in Jesus Christ, most especially I say to you, you can do more than what Jesus did. But what God wants is, 
a relationship, to build a relationship in this year, to go for more of Him, to go for more of Him and ask for the anointing from God, which has already been promised, which is already here, to get that anointing, to spend the time and fill with the presence of God. And third is the fullness of the Spirit. We have to operate in the fullness of the Spirit. Can we all stand up, please? I just would like you to, while you stand here, to assess yourself where your spiritual standing is, where you are spiritually, how your prayer life is. We are not here to judge anyone. Just you, you assess yourself. And if you think that I need to step up more, I need to get back to my relationship with God, today is the day for that. Today is the day for that. Today is the day that we need to give our life to Jesus. A reaffirmation to God. To say, Lord, I just come back again, once again to you. I give my life to you once again. Anoint me, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Lord. I would like you to pray. Every one of you. I would like you to pray to God. If this word has spoken to you this morning, and if you'd like to be coming to your life to Jesus Christ again, once again, we would like to pray for you. Please come forward. We can pray for you now or even after church. Please come forward. Once we start playing music as well. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord, we pray this morning, Lord. Lord, we pray for such an anointing upon every one of us in this place, Lord. That you have promised for us, Lord. Remind every one of them, Lord, what they've been called for. Remind us, Lord, what we've been called for. Pray, Lord. We pray for strengthening of hearts this morning, Lord. We pray for your strengthening of hearts this morning, Lord. You have called every one of us in this place, Lord. To walk in the way as you walk, Jesus. To preach the good tidings. To heal the broken hearted. Lord, to release the people from the bondages, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, I pray this morning, Lord, as people praying to you this morning, they'll be anointed, they'll be refreshed, they'll be filled with your power. To walk in your love, O oh God. Your blessing be upon them, O oh God. Your blessing be upon them. Leaders, O oh God. Please come forward if you need prayer. Even it can be for healing, anything you can come forward. If you want to commit your life to Jesus again, please come forward. Thank you, Father. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Bless us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray.